Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Logan campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Let's pray. Dearly Father, we thank you. God, we thank you that we can be here this morning to engage with you and to give back to you. God, we thank you for, for, that you've given us so much. God, you've blessed us with so much. And Lord, we, we look forward to how you're going to use what we give to you this morning. Holy Spirit, we invite you to speak into our lives in these moments, to speak into our lives and into what you're going to say to us. So Lord, let our hearts be open and our, he- our ears ready to hear and receive from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, good morning to church. What a crazy and a little bit chaotic service, but it's great to have you all here. Kids, it's so awesome to have you here this morning. Could I just grab, Kerry, could I just grab that? Um, hey, I just uh, wanted to thank the team for everything they've done this morning. Uh, and I hope you're ready for the, for the jumping castle and the coffee machine and everything that's going to be on after the service. But before we get to that, I mean, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to label me in the, as an environmental vandal. However, it is taking me a little while to get used to not getting the plastic bags when I go to the supermarket. Is anyone else like me? You know, you, we used to go to the supermarket and they used to get the plastic bag. And, and who's good at remembering their reusable bags? Most of the kids are apparently really, really good kids. Are your parents good at remembering when they go into the supermarket to bring? No. Yeah, no. That's... I I don't know about you, but I feel like half of my life walking out of a supermarket revolves around trying to juggle all of the groceries just for the sake of not wanting to spend another 15 cents on another recyclable bag because I know that there's like 25 of them in the boot of my car and I don't need any more to forget. Is anyone else with me? I remember the other day. I was walking out of the supermarket just locally. And as I was walking out, I remember seeing some people from church. And I, and I had the kind of the, like the leaning tower of Pisa going on. And I saw them. They saw me. I was excited. They were a little bit excited too. And it was at that exact moment that a, the can of baked beans fell off the top. And you know when it's kind of like in that moment when something like that happens and life all of a sudden goes into slow motion? You know that moment? And it's like, and the can's falling off. And it's like, and in that moment, I go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put my foot out to like cushion the, the, the can of baked beans from falling on the ground. And so as, as the Leaning Tower of Peace is there, the, 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 the baked beans falls off the top and I'm like, no, I put my foot out to cushion. But instead of cushioning, what happened is this, is that uh, and then I, I kicked it. I kicked this can of baked beans. I nearly skittled this little kid who happened to be walking past at the wrong place at the wrong time. And, and it flashed through my mind this, this thought of like, the front page of the local newspaper that, that kind of had his plastered across it, you know, pastor kills boy with baked beans. Maybe I'm, I was thinking, overthinking a little bit, um, possibly. But I don't know about you, but whether it's the old school plastic bags or the new school recyclable bags, we all walk around carrying bags of stuff. Uh, I looked up this week, since Woolies and Coles have, have gone to re- reusable bags over the plastic bags, they, they estimate that we have saved 1.5 billion bags from entering the environment since we started this, this grand scheme. 
But what's in these bags? What's in the bags that you get at the shops each week? What's in the bags that you brought this morning? I want to suggest to you, I reckon as I was thinking about it this week, going, what are the three types of bags that I have and that you have? I reckon the three types of bags, there's one type of bag that's filled with food. Now, almost every single one of us at this week have no doubt gone to a grocery store and you've walked out with some kind of bag with some kind of food in it. Now, if you're older with us this morning, if you're retired, if your kids have left the home and you're in that empty nester stage, then maybe your bag is just like this one. And inside this bag is, is kind of like, it's, it's, like a, it's, it's a punnet of blueberries with some camembert cheese and some pistachio nuts with some like fancy tuna, with some like San Pellegrino drinks and some old gold chocolates mixed in with, a, with some like gourmet tin of cat food. And so maybe you're, maybe you're in that category style of things, but maybe you're like me. And this is my bag when I walk out of the supermarket. All right, in my bag is two minute noodles Six containers of milk, and that's just for Shadi's coffees in the morning. One family-sized container of hair product. The biggest container of wheat bix I can possibly find. And with three, three children, one wife and myself, the biggest container of toilet paper that I can possibly find. Maybe that's your kind of, con- uh, of bag. Or maybe, just maybe, you're a teenager or a young adult. And so the only bags that you want to walk out of any shop with look like this. You've got a Macca's bag or a Guzman and Gomez bag. So one of the two. You see, we all carry bags that are filled with food. And my point is, is that we carry bags full of things that will feed your stomach. The second bag that we carry is, is bags full of clothing. See, this, and as I say, you know, as we, as we go out, we go to the shops and we buy some clothes, most of us guys break out in a cold sweat because that is like their worst nightmare. I, I don't know, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of like the in and out kind of guy. I walk in, I see the thing, I buy it, and I'm out of there as fast as humanly possible, except for when it comes to two stores, when it comes to Bunnings or Autobahn. You know, I, I could camp in those places. I could, be, I could spend all day long and just kind of look at the same thing 15 times. It's a good place to be. But you know what? There's, there's a couple of bags full of clothing that we have. The first bag is the necessities bag. You know, there's nothing glamorous about it, but it is the necessities. It's, it's the socks that we need, a couple of pairs of socks. It's the work shirts that we need to wear. It's the... Most important one, the Melbourne Storm jersey that we all have. There it is. Just come on. Just. Or, or maybe it's the Spider-Man Nundies that we all need to wear, right? So we all, this, that's what I like to call the necessities bag. And then you've got the fashion statement. I was, I was talking with a, with a couple of guys during the week, and, and this was their bag. And so, you know, as they look inside their bag, they go, hey, you know what? It's like the fashion shirt we need. It's like the, the, the jeans that have got holes in them because they go faster. And it's the Nike shoes, you know? So it's, this is what I like to call the fashion bag. It's the, the bag that we, that we would love to have. You see, my point is is that we all carry bags around 
that will help clothe us. And the third lot of bags that I suggest that we, we like to carry around or that we carry around are our household goods bags. You know, for some of us, it might be something like this. This is our, what have I called it? It's the, it's the making the house pretty bag. Actually, that's the wrong one. It's this one. The making the house pretty bag with, you know, the pictures that we like to put up around the house and the fake plants that we like to stick up in our house to make everything look greener. And then you've got the other household goods bag is the functional bag. It's the, the bag that we need when we need to get the paint to paint the wall in our house or repaint the wall in our house and the light globes that we need to kind of just make sure that our house is functioning right and the paint brushes and the everything else. And then there's the last bag that we, that we have when it comes to household goods. It's the bag that, that we use to make everything comfortable. And if you come to a house, we just have lots and lots of pillows. And so we have all of these type of bags. And my point is, is that we carry bags full of things that make our lives better, they make our lives more comfortable, and they make our lives easier. Kids, where are we up to in bingo? We, we got any? We're about halfway through bingo. Oh, I forgot to say asparagus. And asparagus. We got a bingo. Oh, we're good. All right, all right, all right. You see, I don't know about you. And I don't know about your situation, but I would suggest this morning that we are really good at looking after ourselves. See, we we like to carry bags for our own comfort and our own convenience. But I don't know if you realize that not all bags are created equal. Not all bags have the same story. Not all bags will tell the same story. You see, we've got a bunch of red bags that a lot of us have brought this morning. See, these bags have a very different destiny. These bags have a very different purpose. See, these bags are filled with food that don't just go to to food to getting food on my table, but they go to being able to put food on the tables of other people through our on-track ministry. See, these bags have have uh, things in them that that are not just uh, putting clothes on our bodies, but they're designed to be able to put clothes on people who need them through our op shops. And and we also have bags here that are just a little bit different to the bags that I showed us before. And these bags are filled with household goods. But this time, these bags full of household goods aren't going towards being to make my house look better or my house more comfortable. But they're able to help decorate and be able to help other people's houses through our resource center. See, this is why we do Thanksgiving Day. This is why we do these red bags. See, we do them because being generous to the broken is at the center of God's heart. And church, with the hum of the kids in the background, with the joyful noise of our kids, this is why we do Thanksgiving. This is why we do the red bags, because being generous to the broken is at the center of God's heart. But I want to rewind just a couple of thousand years ago. Kids, that means a couple of thousand years ago was about the same time Poppy and Nanny were born. Okay, about that, about that time ago. Cool, cool. And there was a guy by the name of Isaiah. And Isaiah wrote these words. He said this, This is the kind of fast day I'm after, to break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, to free the oppressed, to cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is 
sharing food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families. Do this and the lights will turn on and your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. And I love this part and I find this part really, really interesting. And then God says these words, then when you pray, God will answer. You call out for help and I'll say, here I am. See, this is why red bags exist. The red bags exist because what we are doing with these red bags is at the center of God's heart. But in Luke chapter 8, we've for, for, for those who have been around church for a little while, you know that we've been in this series called Encounters. We're looking at a group of people who were encountered, who encountered Jesus and their lives were radically changed. Their, their, their futures, their presence were totally transformed by, by Jesus. And so we're going to look really, really quickly at a guy in Luke chapter 8. And I'm just going to tell you his story. See, what was happening is that Jesus had arrived at a place called Gerasenes. And it was on the opposite side of the lake from Galilee, which is, where, which is where Jesus grew up and where he did a lot of his ministry. So Jesus and his disciples jump in a boat and they, there's a whole big long story about what happened on this boat. But they get to the other side and they step foot out on the other side. And as their feet touch the sand at, the, at, this, this, at this region called Garancine, they're met by a man. But they're, met, they're not met by any normal man. They're, any, they're not met by a sane man. The Bible says that this man was possessed by evil spirits. You can talk to your parents about that later. Uh, and, it, and it says that this guy wasn't a normal guy. He was naked. He was homeless. He was hungry. And he lived and he slept amongst the tombs and in the desert. Now, kids, who's got a really comfortable bed? Good. Awesome. Well, this man didn't have a bed, and didn't have anywhere normal to sleep. Now, whose dad's really, really strong? Who reckons they've got the strongest dad here? Yep, Boys, put your hand down. You don't count in this one. All right, all right. So, all right, who reckons their dad can break a chain? They're that strong. Reuben, good answer. That's fine. All right, after the service, we're going to have a chain-breaking contest next to the tramp, next to the, uh, the, the jumping castle. But anyway, this, what happened is, was this guy was so broken, this guy was so messed up that the only way that people knew how to handle him was to, was to grab some chains just like this and to wrap him around him and tie him to trees and tie him to rocks. But he was so strong that he would break a chain just like this. See, this man was really, really broken. And most people didn't know how to handle him. Most people in the community didn't know what to do with him. And so what they would do is they would try and avoid him. What they would do is they'd try and keep their kids away, quick kids, you know, try and get him away and, and, and say to them, you know what, if you see the crazy man, stay away from the crazy man. If you stay away from the naked, like stay away, like just keep away from the crazy man. And they didn't know how to handle him, so they would try and lock him up and chain him up. And they kicked him out of their community. And he lived a life of loneliness and isolation. And yet the story goes that when Jesus steps out of the boat, he encounters the very first person that he encounters is this crazy, broken man. 
And the story goes on to say that because of this encounter with Jesus, his life is forever changed. Because of this encounter with Jesus, he is healed. He's made right again. He's clothed. His, his mind is made right. He's no longer crazy. And he's just like every other normal person in his community. You know what, church? Times haven't changed. Times haven't changed. We still live in a broken community. We still live in a broken place with broken people. And some of us here this morning, if you're honest with yourself, we're all kind of broken at some kind of level. Yet most of, most of, the, most of our stories don't sound like the man from Garrison. But because of their encounter, because of his encounter with Jesus, their life was forever changed. See, Jesus can bring healing and wholeness to our lives. And as a church, that's why once a year we do a special day, which we call Thanksgiving Day. This is our very first Thanksgiving Day as, as Gateway Logan. And it's our opportunity. See, we're, as a church, we're called to bring a message of Jesus to a broken world. We, and we do this by, by getting groceries and clothes and, and, and goods around the house. And we, be, we do this by being able to put it in the hands of people, ordinary people like you and me who have just fallen on difficult times. But more than that, we do this by standing with them. We stand with them in the middle of their struggles. We stand with them in the middle of their pain. We stand with them in the middle of their anxieties. We stand with them in the middle of their relational messes. And church, that is why we do what we do on Thanksgiving Day. We do it because being generous to the broken is at the center of God's heart. You know what, this morning, this morning we don't have to give. But this morning, we get to give. See, church, this morning, we've, a lot of us have been away and we're prepared and we've bought things. I went with the kids to the supermarket yesterday. It was more chaos than it was. You know, at one point, Reuben's standing in the midst of the, you know, the stacks of toilet papers and there's toilet paper flying everywhere and it was crazy. But it was fun as I engaged with the kids and we filled up some shopping bags. So you know what? We don't have to, but we get to. So this morning, the team's going to sing an item for us. And this morning, we don't have to, but we get to give. We get to be a blessing to some other people that we may never meet this side of eternity. But we get to make a difference. So as the team leads us this morning, I invite you, if you've got some red bags that you've prepared for this morning, or maybe you've got some, some cash because you couldn't get there or whatever it might be, and you want to actually say, you know what, this morning I'm going to give, not because I have to, but because I want to. And I invite you this morning, in just a few moments, we're going to come forward and, and put your bags up on the front of stage, put them down on the ground, down in front of stage. And we would love you to just in this moment, be able to come and, and bring what we've already prepared to Jesus. So as the team plays now, as they begin to sing, why don't you come forward and just, and bring all of the bags that you've already prepared and bring them down the front. So come on, let's bring them down now. Church, I don't know what this, do you know what this does in you? As you see, a whole lot of bags. 
Because you know what? What I want you to see, I don't want you to see a whole lot of bags full of groceries, full of clothes, full of house goods. I don't want, that's not what I want you to see this morning. What I want you to see is individuals. What I want you to see is families. What I want you to see is people's lives that are being practically, needs that are being practically met through every one of these bags, every one of these items that are contained in a bag. You know, whether it's cornflakes or detergent or cans of diced tomatoes, pancake shakes, or oats, or juices, or bags of tea. Every one of these things means a need that we're able to meet. Every one of these items is something that's able to be helped somewhere else. Because being generous to the broken is at the centre of God's heart. You know what, this morning I realised that in a place like this, in a season like this, we all wear bags in our souls. Bags in our souls that are kind of like scars of, of, of different things that have been spoken over us and things that we've spoken over ourselves. You know, and, and it might live in a bag just like this. And for some of us, you know, some of these, some of these scars and some of these, these things that we feel, you know, it might be something like this. It might be that you feel forgotten. It might be that you struggle with anger. It might be that you feel with insecurities. You struggle with insecurities or, or with addiction. Or you feel like a loner. Or you feel broken. Or you feel rejected. Or you feel like a failure or that you feel like you've been disappointed or that you are a disappointment but I want to say to you this morning if you if that's one of those cans kind of represents where you've been I want to say to you this morning I want to say to you two things one God doesn't consult your past to determine your future so if that's what you've struggled with, is that's, if that's how you felt, God doesn't look at those things to determine how and what He wants to do with you. And the second thing I want to remind you of is that our God is a God of second chances. See, God puts into, brings into, into the, our chaos of life at times. He brings peace for today and He can bring hope for tomorrow. See, Jesus stepped down to planet Earth and He stepped down into the chaos and the craziness of our lives. And He, and he came with a message that our community, that our city, that we need, that I so desperately need, that God doesn't look at the things that we've done to determine what He wants to do with us. That He loves us despite the fact that we feel like we're rejected at times. That, he, that we, he loves us despite that we feel like we're a failure. He loves us despite we feel like we're broken. He loves us in spite we feel we, we wrestle with anger. 
He loves us even when we feel like and we wrestle with addictions. He loves us when we feel like that we're forgotten. He notices us when we feel like we're a loner. He loves us when we feel like we're insecure. And He is never, He's never disappointed in us because we are His sons and His daughters. And before we close the services, we've brought a whole bunch of bag and we've given thanks for all that God has done. I just want to ask us and I want to give us an opportunity this morning. We all feel broken at some level. But Jesus came to break, to, to fix the broken. He came and He sent His Son so that we could have a brand new life, forgiveness of, from our sin and a purpose for our future. So this morning, we're gonna just wanna give us an opportunity while everyone's eyes are open because for those of us who come here, we know in these moments, this is the best decision that any one of us will ever make. This is not something to be ashamed of or feel guilty of or feel dirty of because you know what? We all feel guilt and shame at times. We all feel dirty at times, but Jesus came to cleanse us and to set us free from our sin, from the things that we've done. So this decision, the best decision you'll ever make is simply to say yes to Jesus, to begin your journey with Him. So this morning, with all of our eyes open, because this is the best call, will you say yes to Jesus? Will you say yes to Him this morning? To realize that there is a God that loves you, the God that doesn't look at your past, but He only looks to your future and the future that He's got in store for you. So will you say yes to Him this morning? I'm just going to count to two. One, will you say yes to Jesus? Come on this morning, is that you? One, eight, two, is that you? Why don't you just raise your hand with us this morning? It's an outward symbol of an inward decision you're making. Something that we want to party with you. We want to join with you. We want to help you begin on this journey this morning. Will you say yes to Jesus for the first time this morning? Is that you? Let me pray. Dear Father, we thank you. God, we give thanks to you for all that you've given us. God, as we look around this room, a room full of, of, of adults and a room full of children. God, the noise and the hustle and the bustle. God, we thank you for what you are doing here. Lord, thank you that we can be part of it. And Lord, thank you this morning as we, as we gave our bags. Every item means another person reached. Every item means that we can show the love of Jesus in practical ways to people. Jesus, thank you that you use us and this morning that you used us in our red bags. In Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by this message from Gateway Baptist Church. We're a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.